0: Welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host Miriam Treskin, and Shani is back with me. How are you?
1: Hey, y'all. I'm great. Things are still great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it always How are has. You? It always has to be great. Like, it cannot. It cannot be not great. You know.
1: Exactly. Like we prefer things to be great, and sometimes when things are trying not to be great, we got to do what we can to rescue that change that narrative. So yeah. How are you? I'm good. um I am.
0: This the 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 show the episode we're doing today is a, a bit different than the ones that we've usually talk about. But this is yeah. actually one of those episodes I like. I, I you know I've told you uh, with my cousins, I got them to watch certain episodes of the uh, different worlds. Of course, we didn't watch the first uh-huh. season because we didn't have time for that. But this is actually one of them, and they actually not enjoyed it but like they were like oh i like these kind of episodes where they talk about uh serious yeah. topics and uh, a different world is really good at doing that unfortunately the cosby show is not um and a lot of people have said that like why like you know Co- the cosby show they they're they they're just a family you know they don't really talk
1: about yeah. serious they had topics. that one episode oh wait no nope that wasn't even them that's a different world and then and it had so I I fast forwarded it was the episode with um with Gina oh yeah but they had Bill Cosby oh yeah Talk on the people. Cosby set
0: doing the oh no uh, that's that's for the AIDS one no because I just watched that F- ep- yeah I already watched I recently watched the Gina the, that oh snap no it's like AIDS the wrong
1: Gina <laughs> i had the wrong gina no no it's the I a- was thinking AIDS Gina Duval and not not gina waters right so yeah the A's episode but yeah still it was them on the cosby couch yeah and then went into a different world yeah i was just about to say that but i had it wrong but yeah I got
0: it right this this yeah. episode they they start off with uh basically a woman ta- saying like tonight's episode is a serious episode and mm-hmm. it's not advised for younger children um so that just straight up said that it's weird like i think about it nowadays if a like if like if we think about like you know blackish or or even grownish because right? i guess grown-ish mm-hmm. is the equivalent like if they talk about uh this topic they i don't think you'd have an advisory nowadays
1: i don't i don't think so i think what they would do is um uh, well They probably would have an advisory, just not to the extent of of what we know. So they probably would either say like, hey, this episode has a special rating or just viewer discretion is advised.
0: Well, a lot of shows do that for every episode, though. They don't do it just for one episode. But this one, they did it specifically just for this episode. Because we don't see this
1: message again. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Then you're right. They probably would just put it in our face. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're so much more progressive now mm-hmm. than back then, but also the culture back then was every everything didn't have to necessarily be so in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, by the same token, they they had a culture of everything wasn't for everybody, which is true.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and you know, you, you would have to get specific with that. But when we're talking about these types of advisories, um, I, I do feel like they're still needed. Um even if a child or someone is of age to watch, they still need to know because we don't know well, triggers for one, we, we yeah. don't know how they will personally personally feel. We don't know if they know someone who has lived this same type of trauma. So it's very much needed, but I, I think that like, well, for one, I agree with you that, uh, they probably would not have made an advisory. And if they did, it wouldn't be as extensive, but I think it's very much needed just because we're progressive. And just because, um, I I guess we are, uh, I don't want to use the word combative, but you know, something along that, that in within that nature, um, just because we're like that doesn't mean that we still don't need p- parameters. Mm-hmm. Because, especially if you're watching this stuff with a child, and, and when I say child, I mean like between f- five and 10 years old. Like, yes, this could be helpful for them, but their brains can, they have a hard time developing certain uh, things. Their brains are not at maturity. To handle certain things. And not to say that you can't teach them about it, but if I try to explain the whole Dwayne and Whitley saga to an eight year old, the first question they just might ask is who's Dwayne and Whitley? <laughs> you know, so, so like, I, I still feel like stuff like that is needed. Yes, still revel in the fact that we are progressive and still keep that up, but. So, some things we just we just need <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so for the listeners we are going to be talking about sexual assaults and so i want to just start off by saying if you if you've gone through this or need to talk to someone you can call 1-800-656-4673 that's the national sexual assault hotline um i i'll be honest i it's so weird to say this like out loud but i have been sexually assaulted but not by someone I know, but by a stranger. Um, It happened when I was traveling, which, you know, I love to travel and meet people, but unfortunately it happened while I was on a trip. I don't know, I don't even know who the dude is. I don't have a, my memory of him, I don't have anything. So like if I run into him ever again, I wouldn't know. So it's, it's a really weird um, thought process, but. um, Yeah. But it,
1: it's it's unfortunate, you know. I'm sorry that you uh, that you experienced that. I too have been. Uh, I'm not going to say a victim, but I've I've ex- experienced sexual assault. For me, it was a family member. Um, it was my aunt's husband. Um, he just passed away about a month ago. Um, but I did I did speak up and I told my mom um at the time I was seven and oh my god I always
0: I always always hear this on like Oprah and I'm like this can't be like a real thing I
1: never I promise man and and you you think that way until it actually happens to you like I remember me being in the moment like did I just what why you know um and I'm seven. So, um, yeah, we we put him away (laughs) uh, and he died behind bars.
0: Oh, he went to jail? Yeah, Wow.
1: my mom put a good hurting on him uh, after I told, and we successfully went through the whole thing. I always kind of felt a little weird um, about it because I always felt at fault i um, I felt that I possibly had broken up my family mm-hmm. um and i I learned prior to me knowing him because he when I was born, he had already been uh in prison for doing the same thing to four other girls. and they were like teenagers, and so he was released. And then I want to say he was out for probably like all of three months, and then went back after me. Um, and I felt really, really bad, especially because like he and my aunt they they had seemed to just be she she seemed to be happy, and um uh, and I have a cousin that that they you know they had together, and so I at the in that moment it was like their family was back together. And then this happens and then they're broken back up again. It's not until recently. Well, I know that she did that. My aunt didn't hold it against me, um, but I recently learned that at the time that all of this was happening. In that moment, she just, that's when she was like, all right, you did it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, after she asked him why all of that, um, what i was told was that she said to him like you put my baby on the line or so- something along those lines
0: yeah
1: um and i i think even when uh when the call came that he had passed she passed that phone like she passed the phone call over to my cousin so oh, wow. you know like she she's since remarried and all of that um and so like my i i consider her husband to be my that's my real uncle he's a father figure to me whatever mm-hmm. but yeah it it, ta- it takes a lot it, it, it takes you through a lot of emotions mm-hmm. um dep- especially depending on, i'm not going to say depending on the severity of it um because it's severe at any level but the more that that's done or the more that that has happened the deeper you think yeah and i truly want to encourage all the listeners please Please, please talk to somebody. I would rather hear your story than attend your service. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to put that out there. Yo, I really,
0: I always think this is like when, you know, on Oprah, like, or even other talk shows, they talk about these kind of stories. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, this isn't, this this
1: doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the way that they happen sometimes, it really makes you think, like, it's almost like, like you have, enough faith in humanity to feel like no somebody couldn't have gone through the th- through these measures and doing yeah. that and then when you find out it it hurts your heart because it's like this is what went through your mind and you thought this was okay yeah you know you didn't think through what would happen after no all you worried about was this one thing all right and, and then like and, and so now humanity is trash to you. Mm. And then it gets worse when you find out that it that the people can be literally as close to you and your family. It could be somebody in the workplace, it could be a neighbor, it could be a friend. And and it ranges. Um the execution ranges. Um some people are very smart and meticulous when it comes to um attacking their prey other people just they they go for the go for the gold and just go straight to it i i mean there i don't think that this is anything to understand outside of like you know something in your mind ain't right um but yeah it's it's mind-blowing to say the least that there are people who actually are this mentally sick and, and they actually do these actions and find nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Just is what it is, but I'm just putting it out there. Y'all I'm here. Y'all can DM me, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I am not the hotline. I also am not a therapist. <laughs>
0: <Me either>? No.
1: <laughs> I am a good listening ear. And also if you're looking for, a uh, for a therapist they ain't paying me for this but i know they work talkspace.com um they have uh, various options as to finding a therapist you can choose the gender you can choose the ethnicity and they have they they do couples therapy they do singles therapy um any type of therapy you're looking for they have it and they have very low rates if you use the offer code r-e-a-d you can get a percentage off of your first um, your first appointment. And I think on the website, they also have other promos, but yeah, give Talkspace um, a chance and also the national hotline a chance. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into this
0: episode. So this is A Different World season two, episode 20, No Means No. Um, mm-hmm. The episode aired March 30th, 1989, Uh, This was directed, of course, by Debbie Allen and written Mm -hmm. by um, Margie Peters. She's wrote two other episodes already. Um, So Dwayne fears Freddie may face date rape when she goes out with an aggressive athlete. So that's the synopsis of this episode. So we start Mm -hmm. off with Freddie coming in and saying that they destroyed Hampton in baseball. It was 17 to 2. Uh, Mm -hmm. Garth hit three home runs. Um, and by the way there's a fun fact because you know we always have these fun facts so Hampton University which is a real university that uh, yes. I know for a fact because DJ and on the Breakfast Club always talks about Hampton because oh, he, he went to
1: Hampton yeah
0: he went to Hampton ah, he says he, okay. says he says that's the real HU
1: <laughs> that I was just about to say Hampton and Howard never without fail it's always an argument about the real HU I don't get into it because I, I'm not from Either I'm not from either school, but I know plenty of my HBCU heads. Mm -hmm. You know the real HU, the real HU. I know people from Hampton and from Howard. Lord, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so
0: basically, my point with this is Hampton hasn't had a baseball team since 1972. So this whole thing is like made (laughs) up, basically.
1: Wow. (laughs) <laughs> wow! that's hilarious. Yeah. Never even paid attention to that.
0: Yeah, well, I would. How would we know? Like, it just
1: you're right. Why would we know? Unless Dang. we went to Hampton,
0: that's the only the way we would know. But uh,
1: 1972, that's pretty.
0: Yeah, it's a long time ago. And this episode aired 1989, so like there is a a big gap here.
1: So they,
0: they, bingo! Yeah, so they they. They beat Hampton, even though Hampton doesn't have a team. Um, and, um, and maybe that's why they beat Hampton. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, Freddie starts talking about like, so Jaleesa could tell that like Freddie kind of has like a crush on Garth because in her notebook, there's like his name in it. And mm-hmm. um, Freddie was like, no, we're just friends. You know, men and women can be just friends. Um, I okay with this argument, I actually agree. Like one of my closest friends, he's a, a he's a guy. And we have definitely have never had like a romantic connection whatsoever. And to this day, we're like the closest of friends. Um, so I believe that, but I don't know why Kim and Jaleesa were not believing on this.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm sick of this conversation too. Um, I agree that male, that men and women can be platonic strictly. For one, I have plenty of strictly platonic uh, friendships. My best friendship with the male is my best friend, Adrian. Um, he is literally like the future godfather to my kids, all of that. Um, but also, uh, my mom has two male best friends, my uncle Mike and my uncle Boz, and they've known each other since the 70s. And um, bo- both my uncles, they're married, they have children and my mom is like the best like they treat my mom like a sister they yeah. i call they i'm i'm their niece you know uh christmas and birthdays were always lit <laughs> you know like i i don't see why people feel like they like like it's impossible to have um a platonic friendship with with the opposite sex I saw a video recently, and it might have been a TikTok, but Steve Harvey was saying, like, you can't have, a- OK. I-, I feel the eye roll. <laughs> he was like, you can't have a, a-, a friendship with a man because all that man doing is-, is trying to get his way in with you. And I don't believe that's every guy. I'm not going to say that it's not possible, mm-hmm. because I-, I do know that there are guys who will stick around just, just to become your boyfriend or whatever the case is and I've seen it happen um and, and I know a guy who like had the best friendship with a girl I know and then he thought that they were uh li- like like when, when she broke up with her boyfriend he thought that she, that he was gonna have a chance and then like had the nerd to have an attitude <laughs> when she was like no dog I don't feel you that way um but that's another issue like I feel like if you have to create a friendship with a girl only with the intentions of trying to date her, that's sad. I would mm. rather you just come out and say, hey, I like you. You know, and, and, and take the L if she doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong in taking it. Y'all will take an L in a in, in any game. Y'all, not even that, y'all will hand the L. To someone else, y'all will make y'all will break another girl's heart and hurt another girl's feelings, and and will even have the mindset of what? Why would you think I like you? Y'all will use a girl for all she got, and I can say that women don't do the same because mm-hmm. they do. And both men and women need to stop that game. But I'm just like like y'all will do all of that and then turn right around and have an attitude. Make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense I don't get it guys be intentional me what you say and say what you mean girls mean what you say say what you mean mm-hmm. everybody in between mean what you say say what you mean be intentional that's all I got
0: yeah and um yeah so that's the whole conversation there and so now uh, you know Walter comes in and talks about the game you know it was such a good game with Garth uh, you know being basically the leader of the team and the whole team comes in and um so apparently so they you know it was 17 to two so the two that they lost was Dwayne's fault. Um <laughs> just uh, <laughs> because clearly and uh you know Garth at least defended him saying uh you know the sun was in his eyes when you know the ball was coming and that's why um <laughs> just like um I I I really don't like baseball so I really don't know much about the sport itself
1: I'm not an avid baseball watcher Um, I did play on softball even though those are two different so they're totally different Mm -hmm. games and they have different sets of rules but um, I I have watched a game before I'm really Really my goal right now is just to attend a Chicago White Sox game. Don't ask me why I'm <laughs> almost 30 and never been to a, a White Sox game. My first Cubs game was in high school and that was forced on me. So yeah, but Wait, what's the difference? Chicago- what's the
0: Cubs and the sorry, no, what did, what did, what do they So
1: like? Chicago? Um I'm not sure whose idea this was, but uh, for some reason we have two baseball teams. Oh, okay. So we they have just one play for against each other the north time. side. No, they they don't even play against each other. I think they're in in di- in different leagues. Oh, or different okay. divisions, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have one for the north side of the city, which is the Cubs, mm. and they were the last ones to win the World Series. Um, and before then, I think they had like a, a hundred year break from not winning. Um, and then in two thousand five, that was the last time that the Sox won the series but the white socks they represent the south side of chicago and i'm a south sider um yeah and never really understood why we had two baseball teams but it just is what it is <laughs> um my first game at uh at the Cubs stadium was it was actually my senior trip and i only went so i didn't have to go to school still waiting on the socks tickets <laughs> <laughs> But that's the only time that I would actually care about baseball. Other than that, like, baseball is, like, America's favorite pastime.
0: Isn't football, like, the the biggest thing, though, now?
1: You understand? Now you see the confusion, right? (laughs) It's America's favorite sport, but they love football. I don't get it. Yeah. I I only really care about baseball when we're talking about Jackie Robinson. Mm. That's the only real reason why I care. Also, there used to be women who played baseball. Like they there were women's leagues and they were oh, actually was? doing yeah, yeah, and they were doing some good stuff too. And then it just disappeared. Yeah, I don't know why it stopped. But I I think they were playing like back in the forties, I think. Oh. So okay. I'm not sure when it stopped. Um, but I think the why is because of families being created. Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: There's a WNBA, WNB, uh, or yeah, so I don't understand why they didn't have a, a women's base, like there's, there's people still can play.
1: Yeah, and I don't even know when the WNBA w- became a thing.
0: Oh, it came a thing in the 90s, Oh,
1: because I, I
0: know for a fact, because um I started seeing, or they said it, so in Sister Sister, like mm-hmm. lisa oh, leslie yeah, lisa leslie and they were talking about like when the i forgot what what year but they were like oh it's a it's a new organization and then with love and basketball they're of course they're, they were promoting the <laughs> wnba because of monica right so um yeah so it was like a really new thing oh because yeah. because stuff. because I, I just i just i literally just watched love and basketball like last weekend but <laughs> but uh no and i remember the the you know kyla pratt the one that plays the younger monica she right. said i'm going to be in the nba she she said that at the time which states that all right at the time they did. girls can't
1: play yeah Bye. so
0: and then it became a there was a wmba in the 90s so then gender. So. I,
1: I just looked it up. It says that the WNBA began in June of 97. Mm. Okay. Well then, go ahead. Yeah. 97, how was I? Five. So I did know of Lisa Leslie, but I think five-year-old me just thought that I was just like learning about something that had already been established. Yeah. Well, well look at me being there for the beginning of stuff. hmm I sound real old saying that.
0: <laughs> and so um we so now uh, this at this point, um uh, by the way, so there's a dance, which I didn't know that people had dances in college because we never did.
1: Oh my god, I didn't either. <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was just me because with every homecoming I've encountered, if there was a homecoming dance, it was a high school. Yeah. Um now. I can't see I don't know maybe in college they just call it parties cuz mm, No but this is organized
0: like, but this was organized by the school you could tell.
1: Right so like at at my school at Alabama State we had mixers mm-hmm. which were basically approved parties on campus. But Alabama State is also the kind of campus that does we don't have like a Greek row and stuff like that. So I think at at a at a typical uh, college, you know, where they throw parties on campus, like it, it didn't work like that with Alabama State. We didn't, we, we couldn't do it in the dorms, and any building that wasn't a dorm was either the student union or like the gym or a classroom hall, you know. Um, but yeah, I, but still, I, I still never heard of like an actual dance, like how you're dressing up, getting ready, like in high school. Never heard of it in college. Yeah, I gotta ask my friends about that
0: one. And uh so originally, Freddie was gonna go with Dwayne, like as friends, not like as anything romantic. And mm-hmm. but then Garth asks, like, "Oh, can I take you to the dance?" And at this point, Dwayne was like, "Oh, yeah, my arm, my dancing arm is <laughs> is not <laughs> like like I hit the wrong. I don't know. He did something in the baseball game that now his arm is not good for dancing. So he lets Freddie uh, go to the dance with Garth. And mm-hmm. at this point, Dwayne is like. A big fan of Garth like he's a great guy like he basically says like builds him up every time he talks to someone like when he was talking to Julissa he says that you know Garth is a great guy like all this stuff and it's, it's weird that once we get later into the episode he, he he changes his tune um but of course it makes sense why um and so uh we now jump to um the gym which you know later on in the episode becomes the dance I don't know if you noticed that they use the same you know, what? The, you know the gym? Like that they were, like, yeah. Out? It turns into a yeah. dance hall.
1: <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then what I noticed too was that it was different from the gym that they had in season one, the episode of uh, Operation Yogi, when they stole the bear head. Oh, yes. Well wait, was that
0: an auditorium? No, I think that was an auditorium because they had a okay. stage. All right, my bad.
1: Sketched yeah. off the record.
0: But uh, oh yeah, and then before, sorry, before I always jump ahead of myself here. But before that, um, Freddie tells Julisa that, you know, uh she's going with Garth to the dance. And you can just mm-hmm. tell Freddie's so excited. Um and you know, Jaleza's like Hi. goofy over him. Huh? Just goofy over him. <laughs> And, like, is like, hyping her up kind of, like, it's, you know, she, usually she would, I think, wouldn't care, but she was, she was very into this. And, um, yeah, and then we fast forward to the gym, and uh, Dwayne and uh, Garth are uh, shooting hoops uh, together. And mm-hmm. uh, they start talking about, um, like, I guess, having sex with people, basically, um, but um this this woman named Tammy comes in with her friend and Mm -hmm. um by the way before I go there I just realized I have to point this out because we have I've already seen him twice we were talking about on the last episode Michael Ralph Shirley yes
1: oh I'm so glad that you said that because I saw him in the background too (laughs) yeah I was like hey yo it's Spencer
0: yeah, so I told you he's. He, this is season two, and he doesn't come. He doesn't become a main character until season six.
1: You better make you some money, Mike. <laughs> make yeah. your money, sir. Yeah, and granted, he had like this big mustache on. And, like, yeah. a, a beard. I was like, "Now did you shave, or did they put that on you?" <laughs> I don't know. It does make him
0: really look old, though. <laughs> it does. It doesn't look it like. It makes he's, him like, look
1: like he's graduating, or like. No, yeah. not even that. looked like he graduated with Walter.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, and he's supposed to be playing like Dwayne's age, right? So yeah, I think so. So it's it's so weird to see that, but yeah. So he's in this episode like multiple times, um, and then so Tammy and her friend come in and they want to cool down uh, from their workout, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Tammy sees Garth because Garth, you know, says hi, and she's like, "Never mind, I want to cool down in the shower." So they leave. And basically, yeah. Garth tells uh, Dwayne that uh, they had sex together, but mm. she fought back basically. Mm. And um, and at first, like Dwayne's not understanding what he's trying to say, and then like basically says we're the ones who have to let that person off the hook basically. Um, and uh, it, even though their their mouth says no, it really means that they say yes. That's, and then, and then Dwayne is like,
1: uh. Right. And, and, And Dwayne is like, like stuff is piecing together for Dwayne. He's, he's literally putting two and two together and he's like, but what if, and then that's when he, he so confidently is answering these questions. My thing is how are you so confidently talking about this?
0: I know out in public. There's not like a bunch of people in the gym right now.
1: <laughs> and then, why are you so comfortable with telling somebody that you forced yourself on them? Yeah, like that—that's nothing to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he—he he even said like she scratches like an animal or something like that. <sighs>
0: you don't want I someone mean, like, scratching you. <laughs>
1: You don't. I mean, like, un- unless it's a kink, and even then, be kinky at peace. Like, <laughs> this is not something that you tell somebody in an open gym.
0: Yeah, like, and he. No, this huh? is not. This is not the first time he tells on himself. Because later on, he tells him on his himself to Walter too. It's but like Walter. So
1: that's how I know you are too comfortable doing this. But there's there's a lot of factors, or there there are some factor factors that go into this. Like, how often do we hear about um an athlete being in this position mm-hmm. where he's forcing himself on on a young lady or how how often do we hear um that it, it's a jock or somebody who is very popular mm-hmm. who is doing this and and then when we then the conversation of black women and protection like it especially these days without fail it it always comes up in conversation and um and it could be like well when we say protect black women this is what we mean but also for all the men who Garth has spoken to about this I would like to know the reaction that they've had Mm -hmm. this is this is the point of the conversation where it's like your boys are okay with this yeah you know, and, and then when it comes to battles of the sexes and they start talking about cheating and all this extra stuff, like, oh oh, a woman is a whore if she cheats, but what? But where are y'all at when your when your best friend is doing the same thing? Yeah, where are y'all when your best friend is not like well, no, I'm not gonna say that because I feel like there's a lot of guys who um who if they knew they were friends with a rapist, they would not be friends with them. Yeah. And shout out to y'all, for for everybody who has that that mindset, thank y'all. But for people who knowingly befriend people or people who befriend people knowing that this is the type of person that they are, you know, that's sick. Mm -hmm. That's really sick. And we can't keep bringing up that portion of the conversation of protect black women, or we cannot keep getting backlash when we say that we don't feel protected. Um, when we have this, it's it's always somehow there's always some guy that flips this whole script on us. Well, why would you wear something like this? Or why would you go out with him? knowing at, at late at night, knowing that this is what's on his mind. I don't care what's on this boy's mind. If I say, yeah, we can go to, to the overlook at midnight. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I should be able to walk out booty butt naked and nobody bothers me. Literally this stuff happens because of what people feel like they should be allowed to do. They say, Oh, you're naked. I want you. And I'm going to act on that. You are not entitled and and the same goes for you. It is literally a, a reciprocal situation. A man should be able to walk out. Booty butt naked and nobody bothers him. Now will they? No. But that's still not okay. Like, even even with catcalling, like yeah, okay, you like what you see. But don't don't tell me like don't tell me if I don't want certain attention not to to wear certain stuff. No. Because it's a decision upon the people who are giving that attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to take it that way. No, no, I, I or in understand. that direction. Yeah, it makes sense
0: because I just yeah, I just don't understand Garth uh, being able to be okay with them fighting back. Like I don't, I don't want to deal with the woman if or like if I was a guy, I wouldn't want to deal with a woman that wants to fight back. Like that's, you know what I mean. So I just. I don't understand. Um, yeah. I don't understand his mindset. Um, but so it this bothers Dwayne, so he goes to Gilbert Hall, waiting for Freddie. And at this point, Letty comes in and says to Dwayne, um, "Garth has a control problem." And he's like, "Wait, what? Like you know, you know, you heard." <laughs> it's just yeah like-
1: i I don't think I've ever heard her say that before. Like I've watched this episode. I don't know how many times, but I never remember hearing that part. I always see that she's demonstrating how to pitch. Yeah. And so when she said that, I was just like, Ooh, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt the same way Dwayne felt, but something in me just said like, no, she doesn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Because also like if, if Letty knew, I don't think this would be an issue. Yeah. And uh, yes.
0: So the pro the control problem he has is with baseball. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and she does the whole pitch uh the throwing the pitch uh or showing how the how he should control his body throwing the pitch and she throws the apple um i don't know why pitch too i don't know why she didn't have i don't know why Dwayne doesn't have just a regular uh baseball (laughs) like why did
1: the apple come from
0: (laughs) why aren't you eating the apple like it just
1: you know they used to just walk around eating fruits like Mm -hmm. that so yeah. yeah
0: And so Freddie and um, uh, Kim come from a shopping. She get, got a dress for the dance and uh, th- they have to hem the dress, which I was, it was so weird to hear that. Cause I feel like no one does that.
1: <laughs> they don't, not anymore. Um,
0: I don't know if that was like the thing to do back in the day.
1: It was. Oh, okay. It was. Um, because. I I wanna say back then clothes were bigger, but no, they weren't. Um, I I guess, well, clothes were just cut differently than like how they are now. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing now that a lot of clothes are being made, they're made to be fitted. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with guys' pants, um, they have, what, is it a tapered cut? Yeah, or a tapered seam, something like that. But like guys' clothes, are well girls clothes too they're they're made to be more fitting form-fitting and back in the 80s it was just uh you got what you got <laughs> yeah and you had to learn how to do stuff like sew and him so that you knew how to make stuff look right I know the issue like the biggest issue I have with clothes is that I'm height deficient and so a lot of my pants they drag the floor and drag me right by, right behind it and like so and so a lot of times i'm i'm noticing too that like the sizing will be the same for clothes but the difference would be in the height of of the person that's supposed to wear it mm-hmm. i think back then they tried to make clothing so universal but something some, something went wrong Mm-hmm. well outside of the fact that all bodies aren't shaped the same um everybody does not have an a line waist everybody does not have a pair pear shaped figure um every guy is not tall um every or no every guy that's big might not be tall and everybody that's tall may not be big um everybody who's short um they, they can be short and slender or not you know like we literally come in different shapes and sizes. So like to try to come up with a with a universal cut for people, you can't do that because we're not universal people. Mm-hmm. But thankfully we, we have graduated into better looking clothes, better fitting clothes. Um, I was not a fan of that dress that, that Freddie picked out. No, no. That, mm-hmm. that thing was a human eyesore. Yeah.
0: But I feel like I was it like was the walking cu- vomit. I think it's the the 80s kind of type of dress though I think that was the thing in the 80s
1: yeah it was giving little house on the prairie (laughs) um so
0: (laughs) so Kim has is Kim's gonna hand the dress because uh Dwayne really wants to talk to Freddie privately Mm -hmm. and so uh you know he asked like how well do you know Garth and she's like pretty well I would think And, uh, but like, how well do you really, really know someone like, like, it just, I was like, get to the point here. And basically he's, he he says that, uh, uh, that she shouldn't go out with Garth and Freddie said he's jealous.
1: I, I, I'm with you get to the point Mm -hmm. because for one, you have to take, take into consideration, the situation that you are in—you are talking to someone who was heavily in love with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only that, she just turned eighteen. Did she? I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, I'm like, well, she I lost just, track. She just turned eighteen. Okay, so you know she she's already ventured this campus as a seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. She is literally growing up on this campus. Yeah. And clearly you have more of a, what What am I thinking of? You're more street smart than she is. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, if you know something about somebody, why not just come out and say, mm-hmm. especially if you knew, if you just found out, you know that she don't know, but you also know that you're head over heels for, at some point, you just gonna have to cut the niceness. You gonna you're you're gonna have to be real with her. If you would have just came out of nowhere and said, "Hey, Freddie, listen, I just had a talk with Garth. We were talking about this, that and the third, and this is what he said. I don't think it's a good idea for y'all to go out with each other. And then if Freddie would were to continue to make the decision to go out with Garth, then, it still would have been it would have been her decision, not saying that she would that she she's deserving of it because nobody is. but, the warning always comes before the destruction. So you were her warning. And I feel like, I mean, I, I really do feel like it would have been more successful if Dwayne would have said something, but then they would have cut off the show right then and there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. It would yeah. End of the episode right there.
0: Um, and so Dwayne says as a friend, do not go out with Garth. Like just for your basically saying like for your safety, even though he's not saying it, like, dude like he wears a catcher's mask, and I was like, where is this going?
1: with I'm like, <laughs> Which was all the more reason for him to just open his mouth and just say what he needed to say because a catcher's what he's the pitcher, yeah. He's supposed to wear that stuff. Yeah, that's you, what says. Mr. I, Mr. I call the team two points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you need to be wearing that catcher's mitt.
0: Yeah. So we now is we went to act two and we cut to uh, Walter. Hey, I don't know what was going on with this whole situation. He is doing a speech, like a private speech, uh, you know, thanking the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? And double, NCAA. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what that is. What is that?
1: The NCAA. I might have that wrong.
0: Uh, it's NCAA. That's that's how it, it was written. the caption or in the oh it was in in the okay
1: so oh you're right okay so ncaa is the national collegiate athletic association so basically the national uh national college sports league
0: oh i see so uh, and he's thanking for his uh, his trophy like but like for what though (laughs) like i don't understand was he like was he awarded something? Like I don't understand. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. You you know how like when people are up for a granny,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they and they gotta prepare a speech for yeah. if they happen to win.
0: Yeah, that was it. So he he thought he was gonna win something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Didn't didn't know that, but he uses a seven up as his mic, and he like starts shaking it, which I was like, dude, do not do that. <laughs> like, I just go ahead and spray yourself if you want to. Um, and then he but he ends up spraying Dwayne uh because you know Dwayne wants to talk to him and um you know Dwayne was like great thanks you know are you done with this like it seems like uh is acting like a kid in this situation like he's the younger mm-hmm. person um so Duane comes and asks uh, a question about you know like when he did uh I guess Walter did construction during the summertime and mm-hmm. you know like did he whistle at women and you know he was like well of course like that's like part of the j- job requirements And um, you know, Dwayne starts saying, like, I, I have questions, like, how guys treat women, basically, mm-hmm. and I like how Walter, Walter's, like, uh, do you not have this talk with your father? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are the type of questions that you gotta ask, though, because especially in that, like, you would be surprised how many people know nothing of, of how this goes. Mm-hmm. Like when you learn just how many people did not receive the official talk, yeah. or when you learn how many people didn't learn until, or or not, let me rephrase. When you learn about the amount of people who have learned by doing, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. That number is very high in comparison to people who were actually sat down and, and told, this is what it is this is how it happens. And this is how you, how you handle it. Mm-hmm. it, it it's, it's really crazy. So I'm going to just go ahead and, and put it out there. If you are a parent, please, please put your babies in the right direction. Cause learning by doing is not it. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. So uh Dwayne starts
0: asking questions. Um, you know okay i didn't understand this cuz clearly i don't know lingo like like i guess clearly i don't know certain words here so he was like mm-hmm. so you know you know back when you're my age you you know you did some hoochie and you know some coochie and i'm like what wait what what is i don't know what the, those
1: two words mean <laughs> uh so <laughs> just, so if you take those words individually uh uh-huh. a hoochie is it was used provocatively um or not provide. So it's a provo- provocative word that was used. Um, well, it's more derogatory, if anything, towards women. Um, it was another word. It was like you—you you weren't so much as a whore mm-hmm. as you were. It, it was just really you would just you just looked like you were out there. Okay. You looked like you would you would do a lot of you know horror things. Um coochie is a very derogatory word for the vagina. Oh,
0: it's oh it's actually it's not a good word.
1: Yeah, um Uh-oh. but when they put hoochie coochie together, so so there's, there's a term called the hoochie coochie. Oh okay. I believe that originally the hoochie coochie was a dance. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I really believe that. Um, but there was also a song called hoochie coochie man it was it was a blue song um but the, the hoochie coochie yes it was a provocative dance so kind of like think josephine baker
0: mm-hmm.
1: um with her naked banana dance um it was a lot of belly dancing going on and so who came up with it i promise you i wouldn't know um but I think that's what he was talking about so like when he said you did a little hoochie and a little coochie he was just basically saying like hmm, you had sex before right <laughs> yeah I, how did that work
0: <laughs> basically um and so he starts to say starts talking about he kind of makes up a, his own s- scenario because this is based on what Garth said to him being, uh, being like you're in the moment and all of a sudden you know the girls uh, the girl says time out and then she says no, but she thinks that he, but you think that her body says yes. And, you know, you, you also want to keep going. And, uh, you know, Walter was like, that's rape. And also, and Dwayne was like, no, 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 I'm not talking about just a a random stranger. I'm talking about like you and your like girlfriend, like it's, and, uh, you know, uh, Walter was like, no, no, that that's, that's rape. if she says, no, it means no. Um, you keep, exactly, exactly. And, and she, he was like, um, like, he's like, I don't care. Like, uh, as I said, no means no, uh, it's rape, plain and simple case. Closed 10 to 20. I, I don't know where that went from. Like, he just kept going
1: <laughs> oh, uh, 10 to 20, 10 to 20 years. Oh, like, uh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Oh. that that, that would be your, the sentence
0: oh I did not know that's what he meant <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so like uh if you you ever heard somebody say something like uh 25 to life yeah that's what they mean um oh. 25 years between 25 years and a life uh life sentence
0: oh
1: and yeah.
0: so so yeah and so Dwayne was like oh no so Garth is mm-hmm. raping woman that's basically he like that you can see that's his uh process and coach uh, Walter says like why are we talking about this and I-, I like how Dwayne was like you know sometimes guys need to talk about this I love how he said that like that yes. that, that, that was yeah. to my heart I was just like
1: I, I applauded just, him for that <laughs> yeah I was just like
0: because like he could have got a whole different way of responding to that but like the way he said that I was like Yes, guys do need to talk about this stuff too, uh, not just women. Um, so we're now uh, at the dance, and um, you know, you could tell just like like Freddie thinks Dwayne's ruining her night, but mm. really it's like he's trying to save her basically. And um, Dwayne tells and you can a guard this pr- he, he's plotting,
1: yeah. He had, like this sinister look on his face that got him like, like yeah, I got plans for you later. Like, mm, creep. Bye.
0: Yeah, and and Dwayne says like he's a creep. Um, like don't go, don't go out. with, Like don't leave with like with him, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Freddie's like, I don't want to deal with this. So she like walks away. And so uh, Dwayne was like, Hey, well, I'm not gonna save you at this point. Like you, you're not listening to me. Although he does end end up saving the day, but. Um, yeah, he's kind of like just over this this whole situation, and I yeah. forgot to mention that Garth and Freddie they uh, have a, astrology class together because yes. they start talking about stars, and uh, they really bond over that. And so they um, Garth suggests to go to the Overlook to basically stargaze, um, where there's no not as many lights uh, from the car. Yeah, the car. and so they. <laughs> so they go to the overlook and uh you know freddie is like so into seeing the stars like that's just like like she's she's enjoying that and mm-hmm. um all of a sudden you could just see garth's face he's just like he's really a yeah. like, cre- creeper he's just like staring at her like it's it's very yeah, creepy like,
1: you ever seen like an animal uh hanging out of a car and the wind is blowing in their face and there's so much wind that their eyes, like, have to close. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how he's looking. Yeah. He's looking really, really weird. Uh, before we continue, so I did find out about the Hoochie Poochie Man song. Oh. <laughs> it, it is a song by Muddy Waters, who is a very well-known um, blues singer. Oh, okay. uh, I, I believe his career started here in Chicago. Um, and I'm saying his career. So, like, he's from Mississippi. Oh, okay. And he is looked at as the father of bluegrass music. Hmm. Um, that's that's like if, uh, well, bluegrass was before rock and roll and he was a part of the rock and roll movement um, or a part of, he contributed to the music that we know and love to be rock and roll. Um, but bluegrass is more like, let's say if, if like country banjo music was actually like fun outside of the barn mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or better yet country country and blues, let's do that yeah if if country and blues had a baby, that that's bluegrass music. um, so yeah, I don't believe that Muddy waters is still living, no nah, cause if, if Etta james is is gone, then I know he got to be gone, <laughs> yeah, he died in eighty three so. so yeah, uh, but some of the lyrics in that song, mm, it, it all it's it's sexified. The whole song is sexified. Oh my god. So if you happen to be listening, going on YouTube, type in Hoochie Coochie Man by Muddy Waters. I've never heard the song, but I'm reading these lyrics and mm, I don't need I don't need to hear it.
0: <laughs> um, <Whoa>. So, yeah. <laughs> so um garth opens up the sunroof which is a good thing because Dwayne was able to save the day through that sunroof um Mm -hmm. and um and then all of a sudden uh garth uh kisses freddie and after the kiss freddie (laughs) i love freddie um she's like this is my first kiss i'll be honest i was i was very late to having my first kiss so i i kind of understand her like thought process because i've Mm -hmm. been there um and uh yeah so i was just uh i so i i and i like how she was like oh no this is my first kiss at hillman even though we know this is her first kiss we ever. know this is
1: your first kiss ever Jan. yeah we know.
0: <laughs> and uh and then all of a sudden yeah and then garth just goes for it and starts making out with her and then starts touch- touching her um and she's like like i i don't want this like you no, know, i'm good right but then he keeps going, he he locks the door and like uh like basically attacks her. And um that's when Duane comes and like saves the day, basically. And Freddie scratches mm-hmm. him I'm like by the way, because I had to watch, I watched this twice. So you know, mm-hmm. later on when he's talking to Walter, he has like three scratches on his face. Yeah. And I was like, but like I was like, how did he get that? So you have to like watch closely when Dwayne comes to save the day. Uh, you see Freddie actually scratch his face from the side. And then he like is like, he like. Right.
1: And I was about to mention that because I thought she scratched him in the eye.
0: Oh, no. I guess he scratched. Because
1: what I saw at the quick glance was the hand over his eye or mm-hmm. the hand in the eye region. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until the last time that I watched the episode that I noticed that there were like distinct marks on his face. Mm-hmm. Cause at first I'm thinking like like he had one of those uh dried scratches. Like like almost like a paper cut. That's yeah. what I thought that he mm-hmm. had. And I hadn't seen it at first. But then when you watch everything in 4K, <laughs> 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 you see something. <laughs> and I was just like, oh dang. Yeah, yeah. you got some scratched up. You know? Yeah, so she's scratched. I personally would have tried to make his other face look the
0: same way, but you know. Yeah, so she scratches him and then she leaves, and then this is when uh, I love how Dwayne is like, "Go, Freddie, go, go Freddie, go!" And then he's like, "Wait,
1: Freddie, wait, Wait, Freddie, wait!" Because <laughs> he was, oh my god, like, dude pulled him through that sunroof so <laughs> quickly, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, <laughs> so there, there's a like a behind the thing, not a behind the scenes, but like, like, a where are they now? Yeah, when they talk about uh one of the toughest scenes that -hmm. they did and and, uh, Kadeem said that, Kadeem plays Dwayne for those Mm -hmm. who don't know, Uh, Kadeem said that uh, one of his toughest scenes was with Dean Kane, and he was saying that Dean Kane is like a really strong man Um, and he said that the moment that they had Mm -hmm. in that scene was real. I feel like that was another real moment. Yeah. Like I I feel like in real life duty that pulled him down or continue, like, just slid, on top of that car. And then in so
0: far. I feel yeah. like he slid in, yeah. Um, it was just, it's just funny. <laughs> go, Freddie, go. Go, Freddie, go. Wait, Freddie. Wait, Freddie,
1: wait. Wait, <laughs> Freddie, wait. <laughs> Hold on uh, for dear life.
0: Yeah. Um, and so now we're at the, we're back at the dance. You know, the, Walter's cleaning up. And, uh, you know, uh, at this point, it's past curfew. And, um, Garth tells Walter that, you know, Dwayne is not, is, is not great. He's not a great guy. And same as Freddie, Freddie's putting us, uh, pinning us against each other. And, um, and then this is when he tells on himself, basically, he's like, um, you know, you, you know, it's our job to let, uh, the, the woman off the hook basically. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, this is when, uh, Walter's like, he started to connect everything and says, Oh, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be basically gone for a very long time. And he even asked, like, where did you get the scratches from? And he was like, from Freddie, you know, like, uh, she's just, uh, you know, she, she, she mm-hmm. plays that in, innocent act basically. And I was like, yes, like, I don't like, I just, <sighs> I, just I just, I can't, um,
1: I, I just, I don't see how you could fix your lips comfortably. Mm-hmm to Say this and then how you don't think about how you are incriminating yourself. Yeah. Idiot. Continue. Sorry. And
0: uh yeah, he's like, I'm never gonna go out with her again. And uh Walter's like, Well, you're never gonna go out in general for a long time, right? You might and, not be
1: going out for a very long time,
0: yeah. And so Walter's like, so we did not now we're at Gilbert Hall. This is uh so clearly he's now been reported to the police and while she was like, I can't believe I begged that kid to come to Hillman, uh, because he was so good at baseball and he had good grades. Um, and, uh, you know, and everyone was like, yeah, we didn't know like that. He was a bad person. Like, how would we know this? Right. Mm -hmm. And then the same with, with date rape, you, you, it, you can't like with the court system, you can't really, sometimes they always say, I I don't know where I, I don't know where I heard this, but it's like, they always say it's her word against his word like it's it's never like um it's like it's sometimes you can't prove it
1: basically yeah um and, and that happens with with a lot of situations um it's always one person's word against the other um but it in this case it would not be it wouldn't be uh Freddie's word against guards because you have Dwayne as a witness and on top of that, um, Garth has scratches on his face.
0: Yeah,
1: and he has also Tammy. All and right. he has Tammy exactly.
0: And apparently, with her situation, they had a picnic, and so she actually went upstairs to get a blanket, and and then that's when he forced himself on her. Um, and so it's just it's unfortunate. That's why she was so quiet because she thought. And Letty even points this out. Like women think that it's their responsibility because they went on a date um
1: so that's why they they don't tend to report it yeah date date rape is a is a is a serious thing um it still should be reported i think now we have better resources or better ways to handle mm-hmm. date rape um but date rape back then it honestly date rape shouldn't have been handled the way that it was back then like they treat a date rape like a like a way you kind of chose to go <clears throat> chose to go out with him type of situation. Yeah, And it's like me choosing to go out with this guy has nothing to do with the fact that he decided to violate me. Mm-hmm. And me being on a date does not justify being violated. Mm-hmm. Consent is a, is a thing. And if it wasn't, it wouldn't be called consent. Like, there's no... T- I'm not gonna say that and this is probably going to sound really terrible coming out of my mouth. But like, I I, I don't see a guy saying like, hey, Freddie, can we do it? Like, it, it's not going to happen that way. But you have to know. But like, consent is the thing that you see happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like, saying the word no, it's clear. No. Yeah. This isn't the first time that somebody told you No. How many tantrums have you had over your mom and dad saying no? You can't have this. No, you can't have that. No, you can't go here. No, you can't go there. Mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, th- this is a tantrum in a way. Like, you're not getting your way, and so you force yourself. That's no. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, like again. I'm, I'm so thankful that we're, we're more progressive as a society. I'm thankful that the type of people that we have in today's society are not afraid to speak up. They are not afraid to speak out against things that sound stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful that um, that everyday people are becoming part of the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Because it almost kind of feels like the people that we've had in office beforehand they kind of sat high and looked low and they would be people who you would never find yourself in the same circles with. But now you have the quote unquote common folk who are saying like, listen, I came from a poverty stricken uh, neighborhood. I I, I deal with the same stuff that everybody else deals with. And I come basically from the bottom of the totem pole. We need attention. And they have done plenty of costs to action. Um, they've taken matters into their own hands and they're holding people accountable. Now, if we can get the police in line, I think we'll be headed in a better direction. Um, but yeah, uh it, it was just trash back then, really trash, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Um
0: and I but I do like like that you know, because this is the first season that Debbie Allen took over as a producer. And I really like that Mm -hmm. she basically challenged the network to have these kind of episodes on the show because at that time
1: there wasn't many episodes like this. Um, Right, and they were risking being off the air plenty of times for Mm -hmm. these uh, serious episodes. And they were all like, well, people don't want to see that, but that's the thing. People have to. Yeah and they need to and uh and i feel like
0: um after a different world i i noticed on other shows in the 90s they started doing serious episodes so i feel like Mm -hmm. a different world kind of started that um of course you know they always had the advisory on on every serious episode that they had but yeah uh uh, yeah so it's just i really love that debbie allen was able to make this kind of thing happen it's unfortunate though like to think about um what has happened in the last decade though with Bill Cosby and this is his show uh technically because he's the one who created it um and it's weird that to have this episode an episode like of course this is under his watch so it's very weird mm-hmm. that like in his own personal life is very parallel that, to that he's episode. going
1: through this his own
0: yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate that I'm surprised like if 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 like not saying I've ever raped anyone, but like I just I'm saying like if I was in his position, like I'm surprised that he actually left this kind of episode on the air, kind of thing. But it's just
1: I, I'm glad that I'm glad that he did though because this is a, a, a sensitive subject to the point where people will not speak up mm-hmm. just out of fear. Yeah. And when we say representation matters, that thing is serious. Mm-hmm because that's a, it's a, it's influence. You know, if you see results happening from one person, or if you just, if, if you see one person speaks up, then that can be encouraging to you to speak up because even if you don't get the results that you're looking for right away, mm. you will be pointed in the right direction. Yeah. So, um, and with that, um, I want to recognize that it can be very hard to speak up um, and everybody's situation is different, especially like if if their abuser is li- living, mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine uh, the trauma that comes with that. I can only imagine um, the everyday thoughts of how can I get out of here? without without possibly losing my life mm-hmm. um, and and I really hate that for people um and and the fact that uh it's gotten to the point where we have we've had to create a secret code when when we're out and about um for for like bars and stuff I, uh there was one one thing I'm not sure if this is uh universal for all clubs but there was a point in time where if you ordered like an angel shot that meant like um that meant hey I'm on a date and this feels weird um if you ordered an angel shot on the rocks or no angel shot neat meant like uh please stay near me because this ain't it and then, if you order one on the rocks, uh, that meant call the police and call me an Uber home. Oh, really? I didn't know that there was like codes like that. Yeah, and, and and that and that's why I said like I know that I saw a post. I'm not sure what establishment that was for, but um, it's but it's it's gotten to that point and also gotten to the point. I came across a TikTok video where this guy was saying, uh, he put in the caption, ladies, if you are in an Uber and you feel uncomfortable, play this audio. And it was basically um, him imitating as if he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it was supposed to give off the feeling of being on the phone with your boyfriend. And like, you know, he put on his, his D-Boy, hey baby, what's mm-hmm. up, where you at? Oh, I right, send me your location so I can meet you out front, stuff like that. Um, when really, just keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. Not to say that these that the that the things that that we have in place are not good, but what I'm saying is it should it shouldn't have to be in place. Mm-hmm. Because no literally means no. No. Yeah. And and then, what was it? What did Gucci say? Miss one? No, that's the wrong thing to use. I was just about to say, miss one, next 15, one coming. That's the the wrong thing to use. If you feel that you have to force yourself on somebody, why not get somebody who's willing? Mm -hmm. Like, what in your mind says, keep this up? Keep this going. Also, Um, and I hate that I'm doing this, but ladies, we have to be more insightful as well. Um, because I feel like there was still a window for Freddie to find out why Dwayne was acting the way that he was. I know the type of person I am. If I got somebody that's steadily saying the same thing over and over to me, at some point, I'm going to say, what, what's your deal? Mm -hmm. What's the beef? Why do you keep coming to me with this? But everybody ain't me. So I can't expect to see myself in another scenario. But it's just something to keep in mind ladies. Be more insightful, continue to ask questions. I don't care how pissed off the dude might get. He just gonna have to deal. Mm -hmm. Find out every intention. And even if you're blindsided, make sure you got somebody on deck that you can call um, even if it got to be a, a safe word or if it has to be a cold word, if you got to text your best friend, the eagle has landed, and that means ride out, and you share your location, do that. Whatever you have to do to feel safe. Men, also, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to leave the men up because men are also sexually assaulted. And I applaud you guys for, um, for handling yourselves, but also I want to recognize that your feelings matter and you should also speak up. Do not let society brainwash you into thinking that you that you should just take what you get because that is not the case at all. Speak up against these women. Go hard for it, I don't care. Especially now, who was it, Chris Brown? Who was just in the situation where a girl was lying saying that she raped him because of what she didn't get an autograph or something stupid Like no no and for you women who feel like you got to lie on the man just to get man all y'all can go to hell Mm -hmm. rape is not anything to play with on either side of the fence. yeah and and being sexually assaulted is not something that you want to feel It's not even something that people wish on their worst enemy. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. And shout out to Tarana Burke for creating the Me Too movement. Um, because I I think I really think once she once Me Too became public, that is what encouraged women to to share their stories. And I don't want to say okay so this this sounds like a double-edged sword on one hand since me too becoming public was a thing i think i've seen a drop in the amount of cases that were spoken up or or, or cases like the cases where where that were made public or the cases where people have said like yeah i reported this i think i've seen a drop mm-hmm. in that number um but I also, because guys are like, I don't want to be Me too And it's like, you don't have to make it a verb. Just don't do it. Yeah. Regardless. Um, but I'm especially thankful to Tarana for speaking her truth and for caring about other people because Me Too is not uh, specifically for women. It's not geared specifically towards women. It is specifically geared towards people who have been sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and she really provided a safe space for people who have been in that same situation and also she provides support for beyond that for support beyond what i mean she gives support to to people who, who initially speak up she gives support to, to people during the political process. Not the political process, but you know, having to go to court and all that, the legal process of it. And then beyond that, uh, counseling, if need be. Um so, something, uh, if, if you need to let let's say your accuser worked with you. She helped you find another job. Like her, her people help help her people help other people and i will eternally be grateful for that Mm -hmm. so tarana if you're listening thank you do not stop keep this going betty ss you hiring what's up what you need you need a peace rally to be organized you need people to walk what's up Mm -hmm. each one reach one um, so we end
0: the episode where um Freddie wants to talk to Dwayne alone. And uh, you know, Freddie was like, I think I'm gonna go to student health and talk to a counselor the next day. And mm-hmm. Dwayne and at this point, uh the team is actually going go on a road trip the next day. So Dwayne is giving his the number that he's staying at, and she can call him whenever um whenever he, she needs to talk. And mm-hmm. this part when she's like, thank you for being my friend. Like I did that, 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 that teared me up. Like I was just like, yeah. was, like, you're a really good friend. And so I was just like, you want friends like that, that will be there Absolutely. to protect you, you know? Um, Cause this whole time she was just fighting him being like, no, Garth is a good guy, but Dwayne knew what was happening. So uh I would be thankful for a friend that would protect me in that situation. So
1: Yeah. And I applaud Dwayne also for not being the type being the I told you so. Type yes. Of friend. Yes. Um, because too many people encounter that, and that is not what's needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like especially in a moment of trauma, no. This yeah. this or I'm I'm glad for him not being the that's what you get mm-hmm. kind of friend, either because this is not um this is not your mama saying no put that back Mm -hmm. and then you then you don't put it back or or you take it anyway and then stuff is falling Mm -hmm. it's not that that clear cut yeah you know um so for for the people who are those types of friends please continue to be that type of friend um For you sickos, go to hell. (laughs) The deepest part of it, the hottest part of it, go there on vacation. Um, Move in, please. Um, Yeah, and I I don't want to say don't be scared because I feel like I'm telling people what to do. But I'm just going to say with the resources that we have today, you no longer have to be afraid mm. find someone that you can confide in um and even if it gets down to you having to write what you need to say on a piece of paper and going to somebody do what you gotta do mm-hmm. yeah um, and yeah
0: so we end the episode there um so we had three guest stars on this uh we had i think i'm, I'm probably it. is that that is okay
1: I, I guess i was gonna say that right time back with his fire so
0: uh as was, garth was he, the Tar-
1: Dragon?
0: was he i don't know i
1: he was in one of those kung fu type of yeah
0: I, I saw that i saw on the i like his top there there has been there's kung fu stuff I, I i didn't i don't know anything about those so i didn't even write that down but um He's done, like, a few guest stars, like, on, uh, you know, Malcolm and Eddie. He's also, he also is in the music video for Janet Jackson, Let's Wait a While.
1: <laughs> Listen, Janet, no, she's going to get her a fine life skin man for her video. Because <laughs> she has Shaza in that. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I hear the song, I think, is it called Anytime? No, not Anytime Anyplace. Uh, again, that's yeah. the song. Yes, yeah, so, yeah <laughs> jenny know how to pick them man
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah so she he has 24 credits to his name according to imbd uh and then there's lisa channing as the girl not tammy but the other girl um okay. and she's done a lot of soap opera uh like oh. a lot of soaps so like the young and the restless uh bolds the beautiful uh there was a uh, i forgot what the other one was there was another one from the oh, early 80s it might be it was from the 80s it could
1: be all my children general hospital something like that Port Charles.
0: but uh and then she's also been on scandal uh and then she's also in a movie called bombshell with um, those three white ladies I don't know what what their names are but (laughs) it was a recent it's a recent movie that came out um see now I gotta look it up yeah and like probably since like probably right before the pandemic it came out so Bombshell. and so she has three 30, 39 credits to her name. And then we have Gretchen uh, Gretchen Palmer as Tammy. She's been on Martin, the Wayne Brothers, uh Family Matters, Malcolm and Eddie, the Hughes, the Parkers, and then the reality show, the Joe Show uh Sh- show, no, Joe schmo show. Have you ever heard of that show? It's a reality Joe show. Joe
1: Schmo show.
0: Yeah this is Tammy yeah this is Terry. she was on there I don't I don't know like if she was just acting though because I think they had actors What's on the real b- name Gretchen
1: Palmer Gretchen
0: Palmer yeah she was on the Joe jo wait a Schmo- minute is
1: she who I think she oh my god
0: she's been on a okay. lot of things
1: I've never seen the Joe Schmo show mm-hmm. but when I look at her I thought she looked familiar and I remember her from the Parkers.
0: Yeah, that's what I. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I mentioned.
1: Yeah, that's what, and that's why I was like the Parkers. Wait a minute, <laughs> and I get who she is. She played Paris, okay, on the Parkers. Uh, there was a part. Um, there was an episode or or three. Um, <laughs> Professor Ogilvy, uh, he has an uncle that dies and leaves him a $10, $10 million dollar inheritance, and. Within that same time, uh, he and Nikki are on a jury for a case where uh, a man dies and his wife is suspected to have killed him for his money. And Gretchen Palmer plays the wife Mm. that they suspected killed him. And then like a couple episodes, like, like the next episode or like two episodes later, he shows up with this inheritance and got this girl on his arm. Oh, that is crazy! Yeah. So
0: yeah. So those are the three guest stars for this episode. Uh, thank you for coming on this. As I said, I hate. I don't want to talk about these kind of topics on myself. So it's like good to have someone else to talk uh, to, bounce things off of. But Absolutely. I do. You want to uh, say all your social media?
1: Sure can. Instagram, damn girl. You know everybody. TikTok, tiny bigs. Two Ys, two Gs. Uh, Twitter. I love them nineties. I have to think about it. Yeah, I love them nineties. Um, I'm still looking for TikTok trends to hop on because I'm an auntie in these streets, and you know these children will tell me very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, y'all can shoot those my way. Um, I you can always DM me when when uh again I'm in listening ear. So um, I would rather hear your story than attend your service. And I mean that from the very bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. I might not respond right then and there, but I will respond. Just, you know, give me, if I don't respond within 24 hours, emphasize it, do something like, hey girl, something, you know, Yeah. but, but I'm there. I will not leave you hanging.
0: Yeah. Uh, and for the podcast, go to Instagram, black TV shows pod. Also, you can send in feedback, uh, questions uh, at BlackTVShowsPod at gmail.com. You can also leave a voicemail. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a five-star rating and review so that way more people can listen. Yes. Um, I think that's it. Think that's it? Yeah. So uh, we will talk to you guys all in the next one. Bye. Bye, y'all.